created wonderful things. Amen. Yes, he has. And for that, we have the wonder. We know we give our thanks to the Lord for that. And uh, today, we're just going to give thanks to the Lord and gratitude towards Him. How He's blessed us in so many ways. And I can't say that I don't think there's a Ten minutes went by that I hadn't been blessed some way by God. Sure. We have so much to be thankful for. But let's go to the Lord's Prayer. Before we do that, does anyone uh, have anybody want to lift up in prayer before we, before we pray? Uh, Brother Wayne, I want to give an uh, update on Sister Lisa. She had to come home yesterday. Uh, everything went wonderfully. Thank the Lord. So Amen. she's doing, doing well. Thank you all for your That's pretty good up there. Amen. Brother Wayne. Remember Marilyn? Yeah, she's not feeling well this morning. Uh, please keep our granddaughter in, in your prayers. We have no more information about what's going on with her than we did before. It's uh, just remember Elizabeth when you pray. Remember Elizabeth when you pray. We've had a death in our extended family on Christmas side uh, last night. Her, her first cousin lost her daughter. Less than one. Less than one. Less than one. Anyone else? Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Can I call on you, Brother Bo, to pray for you? Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day and the blessings of the day. Lord, we thank you for bringing us back and gathering us with the church. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we uh, thank you for all the songs and Brother Wayne and Brother Chris, dear Heavenly Father, and the way they lead us. And dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you be in a special way with Brother dear Father, yes. when it comes to this time and all the teachers, Lord, we ask the, your blessings on all of the prayer requests. Lord, you know what each one of them, and you know the need, dear Father, we ask that you would uh, give comfort to the, the comfortless, bring, give that good health back to the, the sick, and dear Father, we ask that you be with us here today and let, let us have an open heart. That to receive the message that, uh, and to receive what the Holy Spirit would have us to do. Dear Father, we thank you again, dear Father, all these blessings we ask in Christ's name. Amen. 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 You can be saved. Let's sing one more right here. You know, I can't in this song. But he's just praying right there. But, well, and I just love this song. Everybody knows this song. 147, How Great Thou Art. You know, uh, God has done wonderful and great things for yes, us. Yeah. And, and uh, I love this little scripture that has up here that in, uh, in the, up here says Psalms 86 10 it says you are great and marvelous deeds you alone are God you know how great he is you know there's so many things we take for granted so many things I take for granted not just me I take for granted but you know it's, so, it's just a blessing. Just get one to put our feet on the floor and just look to heaven and say, God, thank you for the day you blessed me with you. God bless you. How great you are. Let's sing it.
sing the third verse, y'all. That, that is a good verse. All these verses, this song is great. Let's sing that third one. When Sometimes we don't even we don't even pay attention to our blessings. We just take it for granted. Sure. But um, this time of year, hopefully, it'll bring it'll bring the thoughts and good things to us, and and that we'll look at our lives and we'll look at the place that we live and we'll look at the country we're in, and it, all of its troubles, it's still the best place in the world to live. Amen. And, uh, Amen. That's right. It's uh, you know we've got we got things that we all don't like and and everything, but we can't just quit and, and say, well, it's not worth it, because it is. The things that we do, uh, the things that we say, can make a difference. Yes, we can. And uh, I was thinking this week uh, about um, just kind of thinking back and about the things that my, I still remember my dad telling me stuff. And sometimes he didn't have to say anything, he'd just look at me. Especially at church, if we were sitting, a bunch of boys sitting together or something, and maybe there was a little noise came out of the crowd, and he'd turn around and look at me and kind of raise one eyebrow, and I knew that was, and that I better not be part of that. <laughs> so I'm not separating myself a little bit. And I got things about Proverbs, and uh, the, the word proverb, a biblical term of the word proverb, is a short saying that expresses a universal truth for practical godly living. And as I thought about that, I thought that's a pretty good definition of, of a proverb. Uh, a short saying that, that tells you something that if you use it and, and pay attention to it, it'll make your walk a little bit easier. I know that uh, that uh, I, you know, my mom was really particular about I said, I'm going to go to Frosty Freeze. She said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'll be in the lane, just going to mess around a little bit. We're just going to sit up there and talk and eat french fries and hamburgers and stuff. But 
that term just messing around a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it better not be bad. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm saying that to say this. Is, is at 70 years old, I still remember what my parents told me from the time I was a little bitty fella until I was driving the family sedan around out there. And uh, I still remember those things. And thankfully, I paid attention to some of them. And some of them, uh, I did some of the things that, that, that boys will do. I drove that little, uh, that big old white Chevy a little too fast at times and stuff like that. But I uh, never did get in any trouble. And I'm thankful for that. And I think uh, I was not, not a saved individual at that time. So I'm thankful for the parents that, that, that led me in a way that I mean, if I did something, if you live in Bluntsville, everybody knows you. They know what car you drive. Uh, they know, you know, they know all about you. So if, if I was doing something that was too bad, it was going to get up on College Street real quick. And uh, I'd, have to, I'd have to answer for that. But uh, thankfully, um, uh, I was not the rebellious child too much. And, and so I tried, to, I, I tried to kind of walk in that line that I was supposed to walk in. And uh, hopefully I, I did, and uh, uh, we raised our children that way too. And, and for the most part, I think they're uh, they're that way also. So, but I, I, I listened. To, I, I read in Proverbs, first chapter of Proverbs. Let's read just a few verses right here. It said, "The proverb of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the word of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom." justice and judgment and, and equity to give subtly to the simple uh, to the young man knowledge and discretion and this is verse 5 says a wise man will hear and will increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels um, as I was growing up in this church um, there were wise men here that told me stuff and, and uh, when I'm still sitting right here, I'm just going to give Brother Robert a flower. Uh, I lost my dad when I was nearly 24. And uh, uh, I missed him so much. Died suddenly while we were on vacation. And uh, But I figured in this church, there was a bunch of men here. And, and Brother Robert was one of them. That if I had a question, I could go to them. If I needed direction, I felt confident in what they would tell me. So, you know, I, I felt uh, that, that because we had these wise men here, I, had a, I still had a pathway. In number, verse 6, it says, To understand the proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the laws of thy mother, for they shall be an, an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. And I'm going to read verse 10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Um, I'm going to stop right there. That goes on the, the whole rest of the chapter talking about that. But uh, I'm going to give an instance. When I was probably 17 years old, sitting over Frosty Freeze, and some of the guys that hung out up there, not, not my real close friends, but I knew them pretty well, said, hey, can we borrow your car? 
I said, what do you need my car for? Yours is running right there. And they said, well, we're going over to the foot, which was the, the local um, bootlegger. Not only was he selling alcohol illegally, he was selling it to 16, 17 years he said, we need to borrow your car and go get some. And I said, well, why can't you go with yours? And he said, we've already been a couple of times and a lot of the police have been watching for us. And, and kind of jokingly, I said, so you want them to be watching for me then? If I said, no, you can't borrow my car. I said, first of all, it's my dad's car. You can't borrow it. But, and then they would offer me things to do. And I have a pretty addictive nature. I, I like the things I like a lot. I really do like Mountain Dew. And I figure if I got drinking beer and got to liking it, I don't know that I could have ever quit. I mean, seriously, that's, uh, uh, that was in my thought process. I had two uncles that lost their family, their homes, wrecked every car they ever had. Um, they were alcoholics. And I figured it. You know, I'm standing here right now, I don't know what beer tastes like because I've never tasted it. But I might be an alcoholic anyway. If I had ever started, it might have been that, uh, that tendency in me to, 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 to gravitate toward that. So it's very important. I wish there was a lot of young people here. here. It's very important that you pay attention to what these older, wise people tell you when, sure. you're, when you're 4, 5, 6, 12, 16, 18 years old. When you're 20 years old, there's a lot of people wise that can still tell you good stuff. And, and it's important that we pay attention to it because if you read on in the first chapter here, it tells you the downfalls if you don't pay attention to the wise and you don't adhere to those things. So uh, uh, I know that uh, there's not a lot of uh, younger folks here, but um, it's an incumbent upon us as older ones to uh, walk in front of these children that we have in a way that they see something in us and, and if they felt the need to have to ask us something, um, I won't be close enough to them that they could ask me. That, that they wouldn't think I'm a stranger or, you know, I'm just an old guy that, that don't care. I won't think I care for them because of this. I, you know, when I'm 90 and they're 27 or 30, I still want to hear how good they did and that they stayed in line and they stayed on the path. So Proverbs is just a good thing just to re, uh, reaffirm the goodness of doing good things and following the paths that have been laid down for us, uh, following the, the, just, the, the, just, uh, the, the things that are in the Bible that lead us and guide us. And, uh, and so, you know, as adults, we need to do that in front of younger people. And, uh, give them every opportunity uh, to walk that path and lead them into uh, a good life and uh, uh, close relationship with God. Anyone got anything you'd like to say this morning? Uh, Roger, when I was 16 years old, I wrecked my dad's car, just tore it all to pieces. And uh, me and my cousin was walking home from that day. He said, he, he said to me, he said, let's, let's start thinking right now and we'll think of a good thing to tell them. The reason we had to wreck and I, and I walked a little further along and I said, I know what I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him exactly what happened. And I ain't going to, I'm not going to be running the bush. I'm going to tell him that I was showing out when it happened. And, I, and, I, and I'd like to say too that 
I was I was very lucky that I was that, but I raised my kids before I was a saved man, and my kids never give me any trouble at all. My great grandkids, my great grandkids, none of them have, and I'm, I'm thankful to the good Lord for everything. Amen. Sure. What a blessing. Anyone else? If not, uh, we'll, I guess, take the classes at this time. Um, you know, none, of, none of your classes here are part of Jess. Jess is here, but she's not the same. Yeah. Um, well, Marilyn got sick right before they were going to leave for church. And so, Michael, uh, evidently, she's having one of her pretty bad at episodes and so um, I got here to, uh, I asked Chris I said are, are you teaching Sunday school and, and uh, he's like well no and uh, but um, if, if you'd allow, allow me to I, I got something that I, I just can't get off my heart and it's fine but you know with the, with the week that we've got that we're facing with Thanksgiving, and I know we're going to have a, a Thanksgiving service tonight. And, and uh, Chris, if, if I'm taking up your time, you tell. But I really, I would like for, I'm going to tell you some of the things that I'm thankful for. Um, and I'm going to give you time. And um, we'll, if we get through a little early, We'll just start singing and uh, get Brother uh, Steve ready. Um, but, um, you know, I've faced a lot this year. And uh, Michael and I, Michael took me to the office uh, Friday. And uh, a lot of the guys that I worked with uh, came there. I, I'm not sure if, if they came there to see me or the banana pudding I, I took with me. Uh, Mom has done that three or four times, made a banana pudding and I took it to the office. And um, there's several guys there that wants to be adopted now. Um, so, um, and you know, so I, I really realized how thankful I was to work in a place that had so many good men and women work there, the Christian environment. Um, and, you know, I was just really lucky. Um, and um, I saw Mr. Bill and, and told him how, how much I appreciated him for the way that uh, they took care of us and, and, uh, and, you know, have helped me through this year. And, um, but then, you know, I, I'm also thankful for this church and a lot of, of people that really came and, and stayed with me and uh, spent the night with me at, at Spain Rehab and um, did some things they probably didn't want to do <laughs> and, and to help me. Uh, um, Brother Michael uh, stayed with me several times. Uh, Brother Steve um, and uh, a couple, my uncle and co my uncle Roger, my cousin Ralph, they stayed several times and 
uh, it kind of got me to, to get back in touch with them. Uh, when we were young, we, you know, we saw each other all the time, but, uh, you know, we, you know, we live in different parts of the state, and, and so we don't see each other that much, but, uh, you know, and, but I appreciate the church and how they've lifted me up in prayers and, and been there for me and, and Linda and, and helped and, um, you know, uh, mowed the yard, did, you know, the, the things that we, I couldn't do anymore. And really Linda didn't have time to do. Um, uh, she was working and, and taking care of me. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, it's very t time consuming. And y'all forgive me, I, 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 I know what I want to say, but I can't get it out. But, um, and I, I thank the good Lord for my parents and how they raised me. I agree with you, Roger. Um, you know, I won't say that I did everything perfect one, uh, yesterday, let alone my teenage years, but uh, mom and dad, they did the best they could uh, to raise me and show me the right ways and, and show me how important church was. And uh, but uh, and then uh, in 1984, uh, the Lord led me to Linda, and uh, we've been together ever since. Uh, I won't say that every everything's always been rosy, uh, especially the last few months. But um, I know she loves me. Sure, and she takes That's care of me. And uh, she was an answer to prayers. Yeah. And I could, I'm like Roger, I, I wish there was a lot of people, a lot of young people here to hear this. But if you're, you know, a young person looking for a, a help me, I assure you that prayer is the answer. Yeah. Um, I was praying that I could when I got home from Auburn, there was not hardly any, I, I, I feel for Jess, I, I know where you're at, um, there was not hardly any young people here, and, and I, I felt alone and, and um, was not, had lost my interest in church. And I was just starting a new career and worked work several hours. And I, but then I was praying that God sent me somebody to be my wife. And, um, but then I didn't know that down in Bluntsville, um, a nursing student was praying for somebody that church was important in their life. And uh, the Lord led us together and he's kept us together. And uh, I don't think there's ever been a thought of divorce um, homicide maybe a few times, but not divorce. Um, and, but, um, and then I, I see Robbie and, and Nikki and David and Emily and I just, I can't imagine how much a person could not see that God's hand 
on our lives to bring us together. And I'm so thankful for that. I, and um, I, I'm thankful for, for God's actions in this church for the last couple of years, <coughs> bringing us Brother Steve uh, and, and Belinda, and then bringing us all these other folks to help. And uh, I talked to Brother Chris, and he, he, he's told me of his vision of a community church. And Chris, that's coming true. And it, I appreciate, thank you for your hard work. I know you've worked really hard. And, and all the people out of, that live in this community, uh, Linda and I live in Mountain Grove on the other side of Bluntsville. But I was raised here and I was raised in this church. And even when we lived in Coleman, we came back here to church. And uh, we, uh, we have just been so thankful. And uh, I, I know I've, um, I've missed some things, but I just want to be, let you know that I know that the Lord has blessed me, and I'm thankful for that. Um, I'll shut up, and we'll either go back to singing or uh, give y'all time to, to tell you what you're thankful for. Bless it more. Help us win. But we don't know as as young people when we're when we're seeking out that mate, we we had no way of knowing what the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years would be. Yeah. And uh, and I've often thought about the old traditional wedding vows and said, you know, you take this woman having sickness and health and then, you know, richer and poorer and all that stuff. And and we've all gone through that. You know, when I came in the house um, a couple of years ago and he lay laying in the floor with two broken legs, you know, you know, one very serious, her foot was completely detached almost. Um, and I never thought about that when we were getting married. You know, I just thought those were words that Brother Shelley was saying to us. But there was a reason for those words because the wisdom of, of the ages found, you know, knew that, that through a lifetime you're going to have ups and downs. Um, you're going to have times when you don't have money and you don't have help. But you've always got your friends at church. You've always got God to fall back on. And uh, I remember one particular time when Ben and Angie were little and she like had quit work and, and we didn't have any money. You know, we were making payday to payday if we were lucky. And uh, one, one Wednesday, I, I was coming home from work. I was coming up Highway 79. I didn't have any money in my pocket. You know, I had enough gas to get, the payday was Friday. I had enough gas to get the payday and all that. And uh, I drove up the road and if y'all are familiar with Highway 79, it's just busy as it can be at, you know, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And I, I was going up through there, and I saw a piece of paper flip over in the edge of the grass about 10 feet off of the pavement. And it, in my mind, I thought, that looked like money. And I just kept driving, and it just kept thinking, that looked like money. So I had a picture of where it was at. There was a sign there that had a sign to a church or something. 
So I did a U-turn. I went back past that side, turned around again, and went up there and pulled it off. <clears throat> there was a ten dollar bill laying there on the side of the road. And uh, I picked it up and put it in my pocket. And boy, I was so happy because maybe maybe tomorrow at lunch I'll get a hamburger or something, you know, instead of taking sandwiches or something to work with me. But uh, I got home and uh, walked in, we get ready to eat and says, You wouldn't by chance have any money on you, would you? And I said, well, why, what we She goes, well, we, we could use some milk. You know, we're getting kind of low on milk for the kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just reached in my pocket handed that $10 bill. She said, where'd that come from? I said, you wouldn't believe it if I told you. <laughs> I've always said that that, that that to me is proof of the verse that, uh, that uh, his people are not going without. By the way, if it's a $10 bill in on the side, I would send me that. And ten dollars would buy a lot of food back then. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that wasn't like a dollar bill or something. That was a that was a, a big old sack of groceries. I'm thankful for being a little girl in America. I was raised in a Christian home. Everything wasn't perfect. I was raised in a Christian home. I was introduced to Jesus there. And my parents never thought about selling me, I don't think, <laughs> or trading me for a death that they had, which happens in India. Prevalent. Sure it does. Mm -hmm. I'm not in a, a country, Haiti, their little girls are treated horribly. I am thankful to be here where I am the loving husband and family. And how can we not know that God's hand has been on us and blessed us richly? I am blessed. Oh, you know, there's a book that stops the first words. It says, uh, it was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. That was our year last year. It was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. The best of times is what I'm going to talk about. The best of times was when I had gone as far as I could go, there was somebody there. Not only God and Jesus, but a person there that I could see and touch to help me get through that particular time. The good times are, you're right there. I can see my son. Sure. I can hear him sing. That's the good times. My daughter at the brink of death. Absolutely. She's in Nashville taking care of babies this week. That's blessings. I've got a wonderful family. I'm not bringing on myself on that. That's there. That, that's the import. They're, they're good. They're good children. Good grandchildren. No problems anywhere. That's the blessings of last year, of this year. 
trouble. More blessings, more blessings than, than sorrows and heartache. We're going to all have sorrows and heartaches. Right. Why not? Look what Jesus did. He gave his life. A cruel death. So we don't need to know. There will be times of stress. There will be times of heartaches. Don't worry. God's there. He's in control. Amen. This mess that our country's in right now, God's in control. Don't trouble your heart about it. Do not worry. Do not fret. God will take care of me. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of his own. And through it all, I'm just so thankful that we and you and Linda and all of our family have this church. It is our bedrock. It is our anchor. I love this church. I couldn't, I couldn't live without this church. I could not. And when I'm saying that, I, I love this building, but that's not what I mean. I mean I'm a church family. Amen. And y'all have been so good to us, and we appreciate it so much. So when you're down and out, call me. I'll tell you about some of God's blessings. I'm probably the oldest man, person in this, in this church. I've been here since I was got out of conviction sitting over here on this bench when I was nine years old. We lived in Pleasant Grove in Jefferson County. We just up, up here for, my parents was from here. We was up here for survival. And during that service, I realized that I wasn't where I needed to be. I had something, I, I needed something that I didn't have. And that was a savior. And that was when I was nine years old. I realized that, you know, I prayed a sinner's prayer for three years. Every time before I went to, went to bed, went to sleep, I was just thinking about what would happen if, if I was didn't wake up. But it's the same since I, I got under conviction when I was nine years old. And I was going to school out here. It was in July. And we was going to school in the summer because we had, had cotton picking in the fall. And I come out here. And they allowed us to come out here to a revival. And I was sitting there on the other side of the house. I, <coughs> I heard my dad pray every that I'd be saved, you know. But he was sitting over there in the amen counter. And he knew, he, he come back and just asked me if, he, if I didn't take over. 
got it all. I went to the altar and prayed about all the things that I'd seen in church and things that was not not according to scripture and everything. But then there was a point I got serious. And I asked the Lord to come into my life. Pardon us, and established by God. And I was at the stove sitting out here right in front of Albert. Had a, a plate under the, under the stove, you know, I called Cold stoves and things that they put the sun around that. <coughs> I got close down there. I had some boy come in by the line, by myself. And I got the relief. I'm thankful this church for, uh, for all these years. I was I didn't, I said I got under conviction at 12, at nine years old. And I knew from that day on, if I didn't wake up the next morning, you know where I'd be. But, and I went to the altar, and the Lord saved me. And I think he's standing in my room. Uh, I'm thankful for this church for what it meant in my life. All the, all the things I've heard and all the things I've seen and all the things I've felt during this church has been a blessing in my life. And it's still a blessing made when I have an opportunity to come. And, and uh, I'm thankful this morning that we was allowed Get up and come on with that. I'm thankful for that. I know that I'll still be thankful for this church at the end of the And I appreciate it. And it, it's been, like Mel said, it's been a stay in my life. And since I've been here since 44, I was saved in 44. 48. It's been a blessing in my life for all these I've got one more thing I'd like to help church. Back when you went to Auburn, the year that you left home and you went to Auburn, first time you'd been, you know, living away from home. And I was so worried about you and Randy Bertram, your friend, knows. Yeah. You and him were good friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, he helped us in the Bible. And of course, we talked about you. And I told him, I said, I'm so worried about him. And he said, Don't worry about him. God's down at Auburn just like he is here. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many dogs And uh, I'll never forget it. That was a blessing. There's no place like the church to get a blessing. Sure. And the church. Home. 
I'm so thankful for this church. But Robert, I, I have heard that testimony enough that I can see that old coal stove sitting up there. <laughs> In my mind, I could just imagine that old stove. And I think about Brother JT and that little two-story building, you know, all the, the testimonies that we've heard through the years. What a blessing that's been. Sure. I wasn't raised in church, and I just remember turmoil when I was a little girl. You know, just fights and drops and all that kind of, that's, that's the memories I had before. But the Lord saved me when I was 15 and led me to this church. And that little stove has been a rock in my life. Because if you hadn't have gotten saved, and she hadn't have gotten saved, and they were together and had these kids, and I wouldn't have been brought here. Bobby wouldn't have come here, and we wouldn't have had our kids here. What a blessing. I love my natural family, don't get me wrong, but there's just something about love can through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That, that means a lot. I'm just so thankful. I was coming home from work one, one day, that same room that Roger talked 79. There's a guy on the side of the road there. I he was a had a long green coat on him and his long stringy hair and he just I don't, I don't know if I'd be up anymore or not, and I thought, well, I, I can I can take it as far as I, I can get off at. And uh, I I wound up taking him on up to near the guests, and that's where he was going. I just, I just, I, I, I that, that's been the highlight of my life. I've always thought about that. That that was somebody that I don't know if I'd pick up now or not, but uh, he won my heart. I was traveling over to India. Amen. Amen. Someone else? My mother and daddy didn't go to church, but I had a, a neighbor and an uncle that made sure that I went to church every Sunday. And ever since I was a little girl, I have been able to feel God's hand in me. Uh, my daddy, his language was horrible. And I don't know why, but when he would start in a rage, I, I would start singing Jesus' words. I would go up by myself. And as a senior in high school, we had to make a booklet about where we were going to be in five years. And in my booklet, I drew out what I wanted my life to be like. And that was to have a good husband and some children. And my husband did the day. And my teacher told me, she said, that's not very <laughs> exciting. And I said, it is to me because I want a godly man in my life. And my daughter came along. But in all the years of the thing that's happened, I've always been conscious with me. I'm so thankful he saved me. Okay. And brought us together. <coughs> and we, like he said, we were able to raise our children. And they had been good kids. But I'm so thankful to Chris 
for a partner to come to church here. Because there's such a Everybody seems to be here for the same reason, and that's to worship God and feel His blessings. Well, Chris, I, 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 I've saved you from having to teach uh, uh, prepared. Thank you, thank you. I'm really thankful for that. <laughs> well, I, I, um, I knew that you were not prepared, and I really felt led to... to the Lord worked it out. Yeah, He worked it out. And, um, well, uh, and I, I'll, I'll say this. Um... The, the main thing that I'm thankful for is one Monday night at, at our house at a family get-together. I met the Lord as my Savior. and I, I knew all about Him. I've come to church here since uh, probably the Sunday after I was born. I've been here every... and uh, But that Monday night, I, my Aunt Sue had been under conviction for a while and and uh, she got saved and Uncle Drennan Aldridge asked, asked me because I was sitting on the piano bench and I was just crying and he asked me if I had ever been saved and I, I said no and uh, he said do you want to be and um, just like dad said there you know the, the first time that I prayed you know, I just prayed, you know, things I'd heard. And that wasn't right. But, and Uncle Drennan asked me, he said, well, did you get, get in it? I didn't feel like there was anything different. And we prayed again, and still nothing. But then, something changed. And I don't know what I said, or, or what, but, I, I, that burden just lifted off and uh, Sister Bonnie helped me with this a lot she had give her experience of grace and and in her experience of grace she felt she said when she was saved she didn't see uh, you know flashing lightning she didn't hear thunder but she just felt light as a butterfly and that, that spoke to my spirit because that's the way I felt. And I felt, you know, the burden had, had rolled off. And uh, so I, I, I miss Sister Bonnie. Uh, but, uh, and that's what I'm thankful for. Amen. 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 Amen